Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because. I look good. I got big energy every day. Let's go! And he is dicked. Blind squirrel finds an every once in a while. That's right. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Come on, Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. <laughs> well, hi there, everybody. Welcome back to the Charger <laughs> Chat. I'm your co-host, Will Dog, sitting with my buddies, Kev Hug and Duggan. Well, ho there, everybody. <laughs> Cal the Coach Duggan. Hi, guys. All right. Well, folks. It is the Friday episode, and Pro Bowl is just around the corner. Pew, 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 pew. Get to see some of our boys play. Uh, then we've got a Craig experience and a sweet-ass Bolt history to check out. So hold on to your socks, because it's the Friday freaking episode. But let's start it off. As we mentioned, the Pro Bowl is coming up on Sunday. And currently, our AFC Pro Bowlers are quarterback Justin Herbert. Uh, apparently Keenan Allen is taking a, taking a rest day as is Joey Bosa. Uh, but we will have Derwin James, Corey Lindsley and tackle Rashawn Slater coming into play. Do you guys think there's, you think there's a chance that Derwin James pulls Rashawn Taylor and just lays a punter out? I think there's Did a that chance. Happen? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Back I'm in the day. I'm not familiar with oh, that. Pull up the clip. You need to watch this. <laughs> this was in a pro bowl. Sean Taylor comes downhill and the other team tried a, a fake punt where the punter takes it and runs. He gets his head completely <laughs> wait, taken wait, off. Wait, wait, wait. I, I don't even have to type in Sean Taylor's full name. It immediately comes up with Sean Taylor yep. Pro Bowl hit. Yep. <laughs> Let's play ab- it for the audience. Let's go. Okay. Yeah, this could happen in the Pro Bowl, guys. This could happen. So you better tune in. Derwin James might take somebody's head off. Yeah, this is it. Murder! Oh, oh. <laughs> my God! So good! Oh, just taking his head oh, off, Billy. 
Uh, that's so good. Yeah, so we got this to look forward to, boys. Wow. Yeah, the other view is just as good. <laughs> this poor guy tries to cut back. <laughs> oh my God, you got the camera oh, angle right oh. there. <laughs> Depleted. Oh, oh Derwin, please do it. He tries to cut back to get more yards <laughs> and just God. gets put into the coffin. Jesus. Holy That's football. Let's go. You can't turn it off. <laughs> John Taylor just didn't have an off switch. Jeezy, nope. crazy. You're on the field. You better buckle up. That would cup. be pretty wild. Buckle up. <laughs> um, all right. The one thing I got to talk about with the Pro Bowl, and I, I don't know. I feel like I'm alone on this island. Maybe, maybe other people agree with me, but. The fact that Austin Eckler didn't get into the Pro Bowl, only came in as an alternate, first of all, felt like a bit of a sting. Mm -hmm. And then you see in that Joe Mixon was one of the people going to be going to the Pro Bowl. Obviously yep. not. Now he's going to be going to the Super Bowl. Um, and the guy that they come in with is Najee Harris. Now, what are they looking at? I don't know, because Austin Eckler seriously scored the most points out of any running back. He's scored the same amount of touchdowns as Jonathan Taylor, but Austin Eckler had two two-point conversions. I so think technically this scored more points. It doesn't matter. Najee Harris is not as good as Austin no, Eckler. Najee had a great rookie season. He ran hard, but he's... Sure. No one picks Najee Harris over Austin Eckler to have on your team right now. Yeah. Nobody. So I'm just... I'm, I'm floored. I'm flabbergasted. I mean... The only thing I'll say is maybe maybe Austin Eckler said no. Maybe he took a pass maybe. and and said Najee Harris can have it or whatever. Like, I don't think so. Though. I He's don't never think been to so. One. Yeah, I, I, I think it has. I think, think there's tiers. It. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think there's tiers to the alternates. I think there's still fan votes involved, so it's like tier right. alternate one, alternate two, and he was just like, <sighs> I don't know what happened. He just didn't. But Austin Eckler not getting into the Pro Bowl it's felt crazy. like a snub. You're telling me there was another guy ahead of him? I no, just don't buy it. I don't no. buy that either. I, I can't wrap my head around that. So I Austin, call the Pro Bowl into question. I call you into question, Pro Bowl. Yeah, I, count the votes. Recount. I want to recount. Recount. Um, I just I can't wrap my head around that. The guy that scored the most points as a running back isn't in the Pro Bowl, even after an opportunity for him to come in as an alternate, and you get a rookie quarterback that or a rookie running back that only scored sixty points last season. Like, come on. Death Get it bug. together, NFL. Um, Come on, NFL. All right. Well, the, the this one knucklehead found his way into the Pro Bowl since he's not going <laughs> to the Super Bowl, and that's Mr. Patrick Mahomes. Apparently, the NFL is very excited about that. They <laughs> like to put out their own little tweet. Because he had such a great AFC championship. He game. really did. Yeah. yeah. That second half was out of control. So exciting. So good. It was great quarterback rating. Um, <laughs> he's headed to Vegas, folks, so look out. Uh, he's on his way in. For the Look 2022 out. Pro Bowl, he's probably Sunday. bringing his brother and his wife. Right, so. I'm sure he's bringing, and she's Great. got she's got a champagne bottle in each hand. So watch your. And they're going to be in Vegas and probably super drunk, so it's going to be twice as bad. So there should be. Oh man, can you imagine if there's just like a racy headline in the newspaper after the Pro Bowl that involves Patrick Mahomes in any way, shape, or form? I'm not wishing it. I'm just saying. Imagine. Live in that there's world. There's a with chance. Me. Yeah. Live in that world. I'm saying there's a chance. <laughs> um, all right. And then don't worry, Chiefs fans. You'll be able to watch Mahomes back up Herbert because Herbert is starting yep. in the Pro Bowl. Starting. Yep. Deal with it. Better deal. I love it so much. Like this, we talked about this like weeks ago. Like mm -hmm. 
it happened and it's meant to be. Right. Justin was the better quarterback this right. year. Well, yeah, you would have thought that he would have made it in as being rookie of the year, but there were a few other quarterbacks that had a slightly better seasons than him. So fine, whatever, you know, you, you, you chalk it up to him being a rookie, but apparently Najee right. Harris can get in the pro bowl over Austin Eckler. What do I know? But, uh, but Justin Herbert finally getting that opportunity to be not just in the pro bowl, but starting shows what the rest of the world thinks of this kid. Yep. And it's, it's just great. Love to see it. And, and it just shows how bright our future is with him as our quarterback, man. Yeah. And, and it's our one chance to finally get to see just a little bit more football before the offseason with our, it's our last little taste. Yeah. Our last little hoorah. I know. I'm really excited for Who, this. So I'm curious now. I, I want to look up the roster real quick. So with the AFC wide receivers, you've got Tyreek Hill, Jamar. Well, Jamar Chase isn't going to play. So Deontay Johnson's going to come in. Stefan Diggs. And I don't, I haven't seen Keenan Allen dropping out, so I don't know who's taking his place. Where did you yeah, hear that, Keenan, Kyle? Keenan, Keenan, and Joey are not playing. I saw it popped up today on one of my one of the apps that I have, like the alert set up, um, that he's not playing due to injury. But I wonder I if it was the means. same people that reported about Tom Brady retiring. <laughs> was Maybe. it Schefter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way to go, Schefter, blowing it again. Um, okay, so Herbert's starting. Tyreek Hill, Jamar, or Stephon Diggs. We'll say Keenan Allen for right now because we don't know who's taking his place. And Dante Johnson. Who do you think Herbert's going to throw a touchdown to? Just don't mm. throw it to the Chiefs. Yeah, just whatever. Not the Chiefs. Fine with me. So not Tyreek Hill. So Stephon Diggs or it's Dante kind of, but Johnson? But honestly, like, it, it is going to be kind of oh, interesting. I, have, just, I found it. Keenan Allen opted out and was replaced by the Raiders wide receiver Hunter Renfro. Yeah, but honestly, I kind of want to see what Justin does when Tyreek Hill just takes off, and how far Justin can throw, and that's how quickly I'm, he can. Like, I'm, I'm curious towards. about that. I'm curious what what could happen if uh, if he throws to Tyreek Hill, and we can see what that that yak kind of player can bring Explosive, to Justin's game. Just incredible speed. Just, just throw it up. Just throw it up. See what happens. I just want to see it. <laughs> just throw it up. Justin. <laughs> wait, wait, guys. Wait, is this says that Josh Allen opted out and Mac Jones is in the Pro Bowl. Aaron Rodgers opted out and Kirk Cousins is in the Pro Bowl. What? This is not shaping up to be a fun game to watch. First Joey quarter. Bosa opted out and was replaced by Harold Landry from the Titans. Holy smoke. <laughs> All right. Well, watch well, Justin and then turn the game off. Yeah, bottom yeah, line, we don't know right. who's playing. I mean, <laughs> it could be. Holy smoke. Who knows who the heck is playing this Pro Bowl? Yeah. But uh, it'll be interesting to see who Justin uh, targets when he's making that opening drive uh, against the NFC team. Yep. Looking forward to it. All right. Um, yeah. So tune into the Pro Bowl this Sunday, the 6th. And uh, check out our last little hoorah of Chargers playing uh, before we head into that sweet offseason. Uh, but now it is time to go on to the next segment with our old boy. You know him, you love him. It's the Greg Experience. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. The oh. Greg Experience. Hello there. Make yourself at home. Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. I'm somewhere in the middle about championship weekend. It's like, Kermie and company go home. Cool. 
But Joe Burrow gets to his first Super Bowl before Justin Herbert does. So we know we'll never hear the end of that. And then you've got our neighbors, the Rams, as the L.A. representative in this year's big game. Uh, I guess watching Kermy wet the bed probably softens the blow of everything else a little bit. So I'm cool with it. Yeah, you know, can't have it all. CC gang. The biggest of salutes and to the rest of the boat fam, what's going on? She got Craig in Texas and welcome to another edition of the Craig Experience. And um, while Joe Burrow is here at the top of our minds, let me say that I really hate what the NFL and some of their shows and Twitter has done in regards to the way that I feel about Joe Burrow. As a Louisiana guy, I have, you know, a special place in my heart for the uh, Bayou Bengals and um, the LSU Tigers. That's one of their nicknames. Not a Bengals fan. So just want to get that clear because I know some people will hear that. It'll trigger them. You start thinking weird things. Not the case. The LSU Tigers. That 2019 National Championship team was special, man. Uh, an amazing run with some fantastic players that you are now seeing shine in the NFL. A couple of them will be playing in the Super Bowl in Joe Burrow and uh, Jamar Chase. So those guys are cats that I followed for years. And I mean, they're kind of a thing for me. But unfortunately, because of all the talking heads and different takes here and there, and then the whole Joe Burrow versus Justin Herbert thing and who's better, it's kind of sullied the whole experience of watching Joe Burrow and uh, his ascension here in these two years i mean coming off of a major injury to walking into a super bowl appearance the next year i should be happier for him than what i am and i am still happy for him but again they're making me take sides and i'm always gonna go with 10 no matter what so i mean we do know that there's a clear difference in regards to talent it's just one dude's team made it to the big one and we're gonna get our chance i genuinely believe that so just wanted to get that off of my chest because um I feel kind of guilty about not being happier for the dude than what I am. But again, maybe I'm just a little bit of a salty Chargers fan because my team did not get into the playoffs and have an opportunity. But our time is coming. I genuinely believe that. And there's nothing anyone can do to change my mind. It's going to happen. Take that. You guys know I love you, right? And I feel a personal responsibility to always tell you the truth. But not just that, I want to do my best to kind of help navigate around the rough terrain of the offseason, free agency, draft, everything that goes into it. Because the biggest thing that you want to do is to take your time and not get too attached to any one idea. Reason being is that I'm a person who believes that with new facts come new opinions. And that's perfectly fine. If you're presented with new information, you should be able to adjust and move forward accordingly. I think that's just a life thing. So right now, if you're staunchly against something, give it some time, maybe reassess after some moves have been made here or there. And then like, instead of planting a flag, maybe just kind of like Velcro it so you can pick it up and move it just in case. What I'm getting at is this. We have no idea what the charges are going to do this offseason. We know what we would like them to do, and there are various opinions. 
which is fine. Nothing's wrong with thinking about what you believe is best for the team. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all kind of armchair GMs and we all have our ideas. I said that to say this. Before you get to the draft, you have to go through free agency. And a lot of that stuff helps to form draft strategy. <clears throat> what you're looking at today as a need for the Chargers may not necessarily be as pressing as when April rolls around. You get into March, they make some moves here or there. And then what you might have is a number one need on your draft board suddenly either disappears altogether or gets moved down a couple notches. Keep that in mind. Also, do your own homework. You've got eyes just like the experts do. Don't let anybody steer you in the wrong direction or maybe into thinking something that might not necessarily pan out because it's like the hive mentality. Case in point. Mm, Justin Herbert's senior year, I noticed a few things during the championship game and in the Rose Bowl. And I thought maybe I was a little crazy when I thought it. But I couldn't tell for the life of me what was the difference between he and um, a certain number one overall draft pick that came out a little while later from Clemson. Some of you may know him as Sunshine, you know, with the flowing locks, kind of resembles the dude from Remember the Titans. I'm not going to say his name on here because he gets no run on this side of things. It's Justin Herbert and just about only Justin Herbert. We don't take any lookalikes or imposters. But people were gaga over him and with good reason. But one of the main situations that were taking place is that the dude played for Clemson. So he was surrounded by mega talent, other first round draft picks, dudes who would become first round draft picks. Justin Herbert, not so much. But then I looked at the athletic ability, what looked like a strong arm, which clearly is the case. And to me, I didn't get what the hubbub was about and where the gap was between the two. To me, it just looked like a difference in talent that they were playing with. And I allowed, you know, the outside noise to get in my head and I hopped on the tour bandwagon, but Justin Herbert always kind of lingered in the back of my head because I'm like, yeah, the dude could be something maybe because the talent's clearly there and then look what happens. Just so happened to work out, but then I kind of kicked myself for not believing what my eyes told me. And so your buddy Craig is here to tell you to make sure to invest in yourself in these situations. You don't have to take the big wigs um, word for it, man. Do your own homework. If you got some time, watch some tape. Uh, I don't advise using highlights as tape because that is not an accurate representation of how good a player is overall. It's exactly what it's called, a highlight. It's their best plays. You have to see their bad ones if you want to get an all-around assessment and understand what their play is like on a more consistent level and also where do they fit in the team's scheme offensively defensively special teams is what they do in college transferable over to what the chargers prioritize on or in any phase of the game uh, i said this on twitter uh three technique defensive lineman does not necessarily translate to a four eye in Brandon Staley's defense. Something to really think about because, of course, defensive linemen will absolutely be at the top of everyone's list. If it's not, it should be. 
And we don't know how they're going to handle it. Could come via free agency, could come through the draft, could be a mix of both. But again, my recommendation is do your own homework and make sure that you believe what you see. And don't let anyone influence you just because, you know, they're on a TV show or they've got like a million plus followers on Twitter. Doesn't make them the best point of reference for everything. I don't think so. Just my opinion. Oh, yeah. You guys have way too much fun with that. So I figured I'd jump in and take a shot at it. Um, so I'll let you folks out of here on this one. Uh, question for my powder blue compadres. Guys, do you think the Chargers feel the heat from the Bengals in their second year QB and their housemates in L.A. making it to the big one before them? Um, I would imagine if we're kind of aiming more so towards the whole Rams aspect of it, that if you're fighting for, you know, a bigger fan base and to try to get a foothold in the market, that this kind of helps lean things a little bit more in the Rams direction. I mean, it's just me personally talking. I'm a guy that lives in Texas. I mean, I've been to SoFi once. So I don't really know. I don't really know about like the landscape of L.A. and how fandom truly works. I know there's a lot that goes on out there, a lot of options for people. So I don't know if it really matters one way or another. If there's a bunch of other things to go do may not matter um, who the best team is. But I do believe that being the winner is going to make a difference. And it'll be the team that I guess the city itself decides that it's going to uh, put its support behind primarily. So I guess long story less long again. Do you think any of this stuff matters? Do you think they should feel a little bit of the squeeze to push it a little bit harder this off season and moving forward and to be just a little bit more aggressive as opposed to reactionary? Just curious. Let your boy know what's up uh, till the next one. Y'all already know what it is. It is Mr. Bow gang or do not bang Mr. Top flight. That's T O P underscore flyt3 catch me over at the flight deck on youtube charge it to the game you already know and uh see y'all next time okay love you bye oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> why do we do that i don't know his voice know. is his voice is just really cool and that's our <laughs> oh, yeah. best like that's cool as voice. cool as we could get yeah. cool as we got um yeah. all right well craig uh, great message, dude, on on reminding people that, I mean, number one, don't just rely on all the highlights uh, for yeah. players that we're looking at. But number two, uh, to not buy into the noise. I mean, we talked about it on the last episode about media is looking for storylines. They're looking for things to hype, things to shit on. And uh, do your own homework if you really want to have a strong opinion about something. I mean, you can take others' opinions, and and but take it with a grain of salt and, and don't you know, take ours and, okay? and like Craig said, they're definitely wrong. not Kevin. Oh God. Yeah, definitely. If, if you're going to plant a flag, like Craig said, use some Velcro because you want to be able to move that flag around from here to there. Yeah. Amen. Um, Amen. <laughs> but to answer your question, Craig, in regards to, do we think that the chargers organization is feeling the heat in regards to Rams getting to the super bowl over us and Bengals with burrow getting the super bowl before Herbert, uh, they better. I think I, these are the two perfect teams to make them think about it. Absolutely. You, you look at what they did last season. You look at how we're compared. You're looking at foothold in LA. Like there's, these are all things to look at. So 
I think they all had a before yeah. once I I think before Telesco Telesco has a plan no matter what. So I don't think it's really going to affect what he's going to do. Right. But there should be some extra fucking urgency if you want to not be the Clippers to the Lakers. You know what I mean? I think sure. there's an element there, especially if the Rams win the Super Bowl, we got to answer pretty quick if that if that storyline matters to you. Right. Yeah, the, it's so the LA market is just so oversaturated and ever changing and it's just like you you look at that you look at baseball what's the what's the team in la what's the baseball team in la dodgers. The, dodgers the dodgers did the angels go to the world series several years did were yeah. they a really competitive team for a while yeah. but it didn't change anything because la has been there for so long right look at basketball are the clippers pretty good now occasionally yeah but yeah. it's still the lakers it's like it takes generations to be cemented as a team in LA. Right. I don't think one Super Bowl push is going to change. Now the Rams are the LA team. I just like we've seen we've seen bandwagons will go absolutely. They're going to get some bandwagon. But those fans. aren't the fans you want. I don't. I have no desire for a bandwagon fans. So how mm-hmm. do you get a fan base that's committed and long term? You have to be committed and long term to the city. Right. Like the Chargers were in San Diego for a long time, mm-hmm. so it's good. It's not going to be an overnight. The fight for LA is not a five year deal. It's not a two year deal, which is pretty much all that we've had there since SoFi has been around. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a really, really long time to see where this goes. But all that being said, winning changes a lot of things. Right. So, yeah, we. It's not like a we need to get to the Super Bowl so we can have more fans than the Rams. Telesco well, that knows shouldn't he needs be to get the motivation. To, yeah. No, no, no. Exactly. So Telesco needs to get to the, the Super Bowl so he doesn't lose his job. Mm-hmm. Staley needs a better defense so he doesn't lose his job. Like, right, that's right. what the, these guys are not thinking at the scale that we think. They're right. thinking, how do I win games so I can continue to be the coach of the Chargers? Or mm-hmm. the players are thinking, how can I win games so I can get big paid big at the end of the year? Right. You know, I, I just think we have a different look at things as far as that goes. And then the Bengals, I, it is what it is. We, it's not as if we're way below the Bengals. We beat them for God's sake, and we destroyed them for most of a whole game. Right. So it's not like we're way below the Bengals and scratching to get to their level. Well, we're just we're barely missing the mark there. I think you got to look a little bit too because we're, we're talking about like how people perceive right perception, and c- celebrity is such an important part of our culture that. These teams stand out when there's celebrities on the team. Like right now, our celebrity is Justin Herbert. Right now, the Bengals celebrity is Joe Burrow. So it's all in in a lot of ways. That's what LA is. So you know, you it goes back to who we bring in. You bring in some of these bigger names that are exciting to watch and make really fun football games, just like Justin Herbert's doing. You're going to become the team that you got to go see. You know, you got to. So I think there there's a part that comes along with with the the burrow side of it where it's like the celebrity of it all if, if justin herbert can pull up, the way people love him now and voted him as the afc number one quarterback into the pro bowl that will continue even twofold threefold if he wins a super bowl right, right. so i think that's that's how you win la you right. become you know it's like all these fan focuses we do all these people we talk to they got on board because of a player it wasn't because yeah. of a championship they it was it was it a had bonus. Yeah, it was a bonus that they kind of came around because of it, but then they stayed for players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so it's it, about it's, the players, in my opinion. It's also I think that we as fans have bought into this media idea of our whole like goal as an organization is to get the most fans. You know, like 
that's that's not the goal. Like the goal is not win LA so we have well, more fans than the I Rams. Think, I well, like, who, ca- who it's cares? A ca- it, it, it's an effect of being a good football team. You're exactly. gonna have more fans. So, that's my point. That's my whole point. The focus for us should be we need the best product on the field. We need the best football team, not how are we gonna get the most fans? How are we gonna win LA? Like that's just that's a natural byproduct of the real goal, right? But yeah. do you and think, I think that comes with the players. Right. It comes with the the talent you get on your team. With the money we have right now, you bring in the talent. That is a byproduct of that, which affects that. You know what I mean? But do you think? No, I don't. I don't think that we need big names to win. Well, I don't. I really don't. I think well, you need the guys. Big, that it shouldn't fit. be about a big name. It should be about but that's, that's the what player we're saying. That fits that's the what scheme. we're talking about. Is do you need that big name Odell Beckham on your we already, team? Superstar. I'm not even saying. I'm saying we already have it. I'm saying Justin Herbert is that. I'm so, saying you surround him with good players and make a strong roster, and then the players will elevate everything, and everything's a byproduct of having a good team with good players on it. Right. I, I think looking at who's made it to the Super Bowl, given each of their current situations. Rams have said, screw the picks. We're, we're about getting guys <laughs> yeah. that They don't have a first-round pick to like 2026. Exactly. Yeah. So they're more about, we have to win right now. Yeah. And the Bengals did what they did to get themselves in a Super Bowl position. So I, I think the question is, does the organization feel the heat of like, okay, well, wait a minute. We we have Justin Herbert, who's the offensive rookie of the year. We've got a solid team. Like, there, there's, you know, the team's not a slouch. Um, and we've got a new coach in here that is really changing the culture. What do we have to do so that we are the ones that are going to the Super Bowl and not this other team? And and I think you're right, Kyle. It's not about like necessarily getting a celebrity player to come to the team. It's about we we really have to focus on building the best team that we can because we what we don't want to be is the team that doesn't get to the Super Bowl and now we've got this you know half a billion dollar quarterback that we're going to have to pay every year and we we can't build Surround a team around it yeah. Yeah, yeah and like the Bengals what they did they don't have ultra superstars like no the but guys that they brought makers. in were not the, the right big guys. names yeah. they were just the right guys that, yeah that all bought in and they're good team players and they go out and play together right. And I, we have that opportunity right now with the right. cap space. We can go get the right guys. It's not right. Doesn't have to Making be a do s- with the splash, guys we have. It doesn't have to be a splash the pot. Go get a Von Miller this offseason. Right. This is my point. But I mean, if if that type of player, like let's say like Von Miller, if that was the type of player that really fits the scheme, I'm not saying he is, but if he was and he go happens to be a big name, now you can go get him because number one, we've got the cap space. Number two, there are teams that are not going to have the cap space. They're going to be like in a major deficit of cap space. So there's not going to be a lot of islands for some of these players that are going to free agency to land on. Chargers is really going to be a real special place to go because we have the cap space, because we have Justin Herbert, because we have Brandon Staley, and because we are changing the culture to be something completely different. So um, yeah, I think think the organization has to feel the heat, um, you know, to get that Super Bowl within the this window of time for Justin Herbert. I know Telesco in one of his pressers said like he doesn't believe in windows, but like, dude, it's a window, whether you believe it or not. Like it is a window um to build a team around yeah, this amazing quarterback. There is no window BS. <laughs> yeah. So it was a window. Um, all right. Craig, thank you for sparking a yeah, thanks, great Craig. conversation, dude. Absolutely. You, yeah. That I can't wait for us to start getting into the free agency. Uh, draft scenario situation because it is it's exciting, you know, to try to find out who it is, who are those guys that we think 
that the organization thinks is the right guy for this team and who is really going to help fill some of these holes and and help us, you know, bolster up this team to be ready for the next season. Um, all right. Well, now it's time to go on to the next segment. It is Bolt History with Mike Modlin. I have no idea what he's going to talk about, but it's going to be historical. I know that much. Let's take it to Mike. Remember like it was yesterday. In comes this whirlwind, Don Coriel. So see the San Diego Chargers and see spectacular professional football at its best. Into the end zone, Charger fans are witnesses to history! What's up, Bolt gang? Welcome back to Bolt History. I'm your Charger chat historian, Mike Maudlin, and today we're going to get to the last of the special requests from CC gang on their Bolt History topics they would like me to cover. And today we're going to be doing the history of the Chargers quarterbacks and why they didn't make the Pro Bowl as a starter if they didn't. Uh, And this one came to us from Coach Duggan. So we're going to get to that. But first, uh, I wanted to give you a little bit of a neat history about the Pro Bowl itself. Uh, It wasn't called the Pro Bowl until 1950. It was called the All-Star Game for both the AFL and the NFL. The first Pro All-Star Game was in 1938. Uh, It was played by NFL players. But they didn't have enough to make up the full rosters, so they borrowed three players from the Los Angeles Bulldogs and the Hollywood Bears of the Pacific Coast Football League. They were independent teams uh, that played traveling um, football games against other teams that were also independent. But they eventually formed into the uh, Pacific Coast Football League. The Los Angeles Bulldogs specifically were actually being prepared to become an NFL team, um, but they were kind of excluded in favor of the Cleveland Rams. The Cleveland Rams were an independent football team as well, and they were brought into the NFL, which eventually became the St. Louis Rams, Los Angeles Rams, et cetera. But they played the first two uh, or pro all-star games in Los Angeles, believe it or not. For the first five of the all-star games, the all-star team had to face that, that season's NFL champion. So that was kind of a cool thing that I wish they still did. Uh, the NFL champions won four out of the five of those games with the all-star team winning the very last one before they decided to cancel that format. The all-star game was discontinued from 1942 to 1949 due to travel restrictions being in place from, from World War II. In 1950, it came back as the Pro Bowl, and it was born uh, in Los Angeles again, and the first 21 Pro Bowls were played in Los Angeles before it got eventually moved to Hawaii permanently. Now, in the Chargers history, of we've had a 61-year history, and I think we've only had seven quarterbacks make the Pro Bowl. Due to that, I'm going to start with the players who did make the Pro Bowl as a starter, and then we'll move on to the others who did not, and I think you'll quickly see why they didn't. Jack Kemp was our first Pro Bowler, or All-Star, back in 1961 and 1962. He represented us. He came to us um, from the NFL. He bounced around the NFL for quite a while. Uh, before he got to us, he was drafted in the 17th round of the 1957 NFL draft. Uh, he wasn't the greatest quarterback in the NFL, but he did uh, change his colors once he got to the AFL, maybe because it was pretty much a, a little bit of an easier league to play in than the NFL. He was a team captain uh, as soon as he got to us in 1960. He was in the AFL All-Star Game seven times, and two of those times were with us in 1961 and 62. After he retired... From football, he ended up becoming a politician, and actually even ran for uh, ran for president of the United States in 1988. After serving in the House of Representatives for 18 years, the next player on the Chargers to make the Pro Bowl was Tobin Rote in 1963. 
he played for the Packers, Lions, and the Toronto Argonauts of the CFL before he got to us. Uh, he was the AFL MVP in 1963. That was the same year as our, our championship year. He was in the NFL draft in 1950, drafted in the second round, the 17th overall pick. He was 35 years old when he signed with us, and he was basically signed to allow a young John Hadle to develop. Um, they kind of split split time that 1963 season, and he led us to our only league championship that year in 1963. He's the only quarterback to lead his team in to both an NFL and AFL championship game. Uh, Tobin, obviously, was a stud in the 1963 AFL championship game and was obviously a stud during that whole season as well. Um, but remember, John Hale played some of that 63 season as well, including the championship game, which leads us to our next player, John Hadle. John Hadle made the Pro Bowl in 1964, or sorry, the AFL champ, or sorry, the AFL All-Star game, 1964, 65, 68, 69, and 72. Uh, he was a first-round pick in the NFL draft uh, at number 10 overall for the Lions, uh, but the Chargers drafted him in the AFL draft in the third round, the 24th overall pick, and he decided to play for the Chargers. Now, we covered a lot of John's history in the history of 20, sorry, the history of 21 uh, installment we did for Bolt History a while back. So I'm not going to rehash everything that uh, was in that. Um, but I did want to mention some of his other stellar uh, stellar stats. Right, he played halfback for both the offense and defense at the University of Kansas. And then his last two years at, at Kansas, he played quarterback. Uh, he was selected as Kansas's player of the century. He was an All-American as a running back in 1960 and as a quarterback in 1961. Shows you how talented the guy was. He shared quarterback duties until 1966 with uh, Tobin Rote, and he was the AFL's leading passer in 1965 and 1968. He was the All-Star Game MVP in 1969. The next gentleman uh, that made the Pro Bowl for the Chargers. Um, you probably know this gentleman very well. His name is Dan Fouts. Came to us from the University of Oregon, go Ducks, where he held 19 school records at the University of Oregon. Uh, he came to us in the 1973 draft. He was picked in the third round, pick 64 overall. Uh, he made the Pro Bowl every year from 1973 to 1983, and then once again in 1985. He was the AFC Player of the Year in 1979. The NFL Offensive Player of the Year in 1982. He was a two-time first-team All-Pro in 1979 and 82. Second-team All-Pro in 80 and 85. Six-time Pro Bowl player, as we mentioned, 79 through 83 and 85. Four-time NFL Passing Leader from 1979 to 1982. Uh, the number 14 is retired with the Chargers. He's in the Chargers Hall of Fame and also a member of the 50th anniversary team. He led us to two AFC Championship games. In 1983, he was almost traded to the Baltimore Colts in exchange for the rights to John Elway because he was going through a contract dispute at the time. Eventually, they came to an agreement. Dan re-signed with the Chargers, and Elway was traded to the Broncos instead, and the rest is history. I thought that was a fun fact that I didn't know before this. Uh, and then, of course, um, after his NFL uh, career, he became a pro prolific broadcaster of NFL games. That leads us to the next Pro Bowler on the Chargers, it was Drew Brees in 2004. Uh, he was he came to us in the 2001 draft in the second round, picked 32 overall. And as many of you remember, uh, he was drafted in the same draft as Ladanian Tomlinson. Uh, we had the first overall pick that season, and the pick was traded to the Atlanta Falcons so they could draft Michael Vick. And we re received some some uh, 
draft picks from them uh, for that trade. And uh, we ended up picking Ladanian Tomlinson, the fifth overall, and then drafted Breeze in the, the second round that year. Uh, he was selected as the NFL Comeback Player of the Year in 2004. Uh, in college, he was the two-time Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year. He slipped in the draft because there were concerns about his height and his arm strength. Um, he struggled uh, in his first few seasons with the Chargers, which led them to draft Phillip Rivers in 2004. Um, but that also led a, lit a fire under Drew Brees, um, which caused him to have that breakout season in 2004, uh, his Pro Bowl season. In the last game of the 2005 season, as many of you remember, uh, he uh, John Lynch hit him in the end zone. It was eventually going to be a safety anyway, but Drew Brees was trying to recover his own fumble rather than give them a touchdown. Got hit by uh, Gerard Warren while he was down, and that basically tore his labrum, uh, which caused him to uh, end up being gone from the Chargers because nobody really knew if he was going to be able to throw again. We had a lot of issues there, and we also had Philip Rivers sitting on the bench. Um, so that made it the decision a little easier, which leads us to our next player on the list. And I'm sure you can all guess who that is. It's Mr. Philip Rivers. And he made the Pro Bowl in 2006, 2009, 2010, 2011, 2013, 2016, 2017, and 2018. In college, he was the ACC Athletic Player of the Year. He was the ACC Player of the Year in 2003, ACC Offensive Player of the Year in 2003, ACC Rookie of the Year in 2000. Of course, you know that we drafted him in the first round of the 2004 NFL Draft. Actually, the Giants drafted him, and we drafted Eli Manning and swapped. And you know the the rest of that, uh, with all the draft picks that we received in return, which became Sean Merriman, Nate Kading, and a trade that we did, one of the draft picks for Roman Oban. Uh, his number 17 was retired by North Carolina State Wolfpack. He was the NFL Comeback Player of the Year in 2013, NFL Passer Rating Leader in 2008, NFL Completion Percentage Leader in 2013, and he is also a member of the Chargers 50th anniversary team. And of course, the father of 1,000 babies. Um, he led us to four division titles, six postseason appearances, and an AFC championship game in 2007, where, as you probably remember, he played with a torn ACL. What a stud. And of course, the last pro bowler on our list is young Justin Herbert. Uh, we all know of his accolades and accomplishments. I don't think I need to go into a whole lot on Justin Herbert because he's fresh in the memory. Now we're going to get to the guys who didn't make the Pro Bowl, and we'll talk about why. Uh, Hadel did not make the Pro Bowl in 1967, 70, or 71, mainly because he split time with other quarterbacks. Um, he was just developing um, early on and also had the, that one injury season that we talked about on the history of 21, where he uh, had that head injury that was really bad. Uh, in 1973, um, we had three quarterbacks playing games. Um, one of them was Dan Fouts. He had just been drafted that year. Wayne Clark started four games and Johnny Unitas started four games with us that year. And pretty much in all these seasons where a Chargers quarterback didn't make the Pro Bowl as a starter, it looks to be because there were several quarterbacks splitting time among the group. From 86 to 04, we did not have a Pro Bowl quarterback. In that time, our quarterbacks were Mark Malone, Jim McMahon, Billy Joe Tolliver, John Fries, Stan Humphreys, Gail Gilbert, Mark Flassick, Bob Gagliano, Sean Salisbury, Jim Everett, Ryan Leaf, Craig Wheelahan, Jim Harbaugh, Eric Kramer, Moses Marino, and Doug Flutie. At that same time, the quarterbacks who did make it were Dan Marino times three, 
uh, three times. John Elway made the Pro Bowl four times. Boomer Esiason made the Pro Bowl twice. Rich Gannon made the Pro Bowl four times. And each of these players made it once. Warren Moon, Jim Kelly, Jim Harbaugh, Vinny Testaverde, and Peyton Manning. Uh, so those names are, most of those names anyway, are legendary. And you can see why Chargers quarterback didn't make it over one of those guys. I hope you enjoyed that installment of Bolt History. Remember to stay bolted. Follow Charger Chat on all the social media platforms. And you can find our podcast wherever you normally get your podcasts. I always want to remind you to stay bolted. Okay, love you, bye. All right, well, let's let's start a petition to bring back the Hollywood Bears and the Los Angeles Bulldogs. Bulldogs, Please, thank you. Washington football team, take note, because that's how Bulldogs. Those are good Those names. Those are great names, yeah. yeah. Can't have the Bears. They, I think they right. already have Bears that, are clearly already taken, Bears, but yeah. the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Dude, the Bulldogs would have been You need a Bulldogs fun. in the NFL. Yeah. That would have been awesome. What, but um, like, what is uh, the, love the idea that you have the all star team play the team that won the championship? Yeah, what another great Super little Bowl champs bit. that yeah. would not be fair. That oh, would, would be so, so not be fair. It would That'd be, be so I would fun. love that. So, it'd be nice of like, to serve them a nice, humble pie. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It would be like a way for the all star team to be like, Oh, you think you're the best, huh? Well, hold on to your fucking <laughs> socks. Here I come. <laughs> Boom. Here comes Sean Taylor to take out your punter. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, what a great rich history of, of Charger quarterbacks. I'm so, I yeah. mean, it, it is surprising to, I think he said only seven quarterbacks there making it in, in 61 years of Charger history. That seems, it seems yeah. low, but I guess it's just based because of eras of football players and also uh, the, the players splitting time. I wonder if that was a result of injury or if that was a game plan where it's just like, you've got three quarterbacks. Yeah. Send old uh, Johnny Unitas out there. Send let old Johnny play. in there. Yeah, let's, let's have him sling the ball for this game, huh? And yeah. not having like a main quarterback. I wonder if that was the the thought process. But either way, a rich history, Mike Modlin. Thank you so much for for taking the time out of your busy day and, and all that to to yeah. dig all of this up. I mean, these yeah. are all tasty little tidbits, dude. Thank you so much. Um, all right. Well, I think that's gonna do it for us here at Charger Chat. Any closing thoughts, gentlemen? AFC's winning the uh, Pro Bowl. Definitely. Okay. Hands down. P- place your bets, folks. AFC's going to take it in the Pro Bowl. Let's go. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat, folks. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Oh, yeah. Okay, love you. Bye. Go, Justin Herbert. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.